Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's it going, Sarah? Well, it's finally feeling like spring here in Portland, which is good because um, as folks listen to this, spring will have just started the day before. So uh, it's been a long, cold, rainy winter here in Portland, and uh, I'm ready to play some pickleball outside. That's what I'm ready to do. That sounds like a good plan. That sounds like a good plan. (laughs) Although I had a very interesting experience. Uh, Let's see, a little over a week ago, I played pickleball indoors at a former Marshall's store in a dying mall that's about a mile from my house. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. They converted it to uh, courts or what? No, so it was a pop-up pickleball party put on, gosh, how many P's can I say? It's probably driving very nuts. Thankfully, I have a pop screen on my microphone. Um, so it is this team of women who want to put together a pickleball facility here in inner Portland on the east side of town. And so this was kind of their feeler event to see how much interest there was. It was 20 bucks for, I don't know, two, three hours. I think it was three hours of playing and they had some food and you could buy pretty inexpensive drinks. And they had just taped off courts onto the floor and put up temporary nets. And yeah, the walls of the store were a little too close. So we made up some, you know, on the fly rules that if you felt you were too backed up to be able to make a shot, you could ask for a do-over. And there you uh, go. And then we also had to decide what to do if the ball hit the ceiling. And um, some people were like, oh, it should be, you know, whoever hit it, it's it, they get the point, whoever, you know, is coming to, da, 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 da. So we just kind of made it up as we went along, and it was so much fun. And oh my gosh, one woman said, I wish they'd do this every week. I'd love to come to Marshall's every Friday night. I'm like, well, there's a <laughs> sentence you don't hear very often. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I give, I give major props for the innovation there. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like, what are we going to do with all the Malls. I mean, mm-hmm. there are Sears. I mean, mm-hmm. I I was I was just driving by a Sears store the other day. I was like, what do you do with all that space? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's not like so there's plumbing to turn it into, you know, low cost housing or something like that. You know, there's there's nothing. So so and I guess on occasion they turn it into a different group turns it this Marshalls into kind of a nighttime roller disco. Oh, that would be so fun. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a, a guy I was playing with who said that this mall is called the Lloyd Center. And he was like, I just want them to open Lloyd Center up for older skateboarders. I don't want to do tricks. I just want to go around and ride my skateboard. I'm like, oh, oh no. that's a good idea, too. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, and I feel like the pickleball is going to be like, I I saw something that scrolled through my Instagram about um, like they're doing, you know, like Top Golf. Do you know that that kind of facility? Have you yes. ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel like they're opening those kinds of things. So that's like the next plan for pickleball, like something like that, where it's like ton of courts, very oh, yeah. social, like bar and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so. exactly. Oh, my gosh. And so I was just in Pittsburgh, as you know, Dimity, and I've mentioned on uh, the Friday podcast. So I was out there chaperoning a field trip. And we, we made the, the other chaperones and I were walking around one evening. And so we were like, okay, what things do we feel are popular in Pittsburgh? And so one of the things we came up with was collabs. And so it was 
just that they had a bunch of mini golf places that were also kind of bar slash light appetizer restaurants. And there were uh-huh. three of those within a one mile of us walking along this one strip in this part of town. And I just was like, whoa. So I could definitely see, you know, you know, let's go out and have a cocktail and play some pickleball. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, and it was very interesting to play with men after months of now being in a women's league. And then I play on the weekends at a court we have to rent. So it's, you know, I choose who I get to play with. And they're all women. So it was interesting to play with men after several months of not playing with men and, and to, um, Wipe the court with them, basically. So that was fun. Uh. <laughs> Good. I was going to say, how is it different? There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. They, uh, well, it's just, you get an, a different vibe playing with men instead of women. Like, I could tell the one guy was really pretty ticked that he was not scoring more points than he thought he should. Like, that I was able to get a lot of his shots. But then when he and I were partnered together, I could tell he was like, yes, okay, got the powerhouse on my side this time. So there you uh, go. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I think you're going to have to enter a legit tournament, Sarah, one day. Uh, I know. I just, you know, it's the looking for the perfect partner. And I'm just kind of not, I I don't, you know, being on a pickleball court, you hear from a lot of people like, oh, on YouTube last night I was watching or, you know, kind of they're on these message boards and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of just show up and play like. I'm not, I need to immerse myself more in the scene, I think. Okay. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it for sure. For sure. Because, you know, as I've established, I do have a competitive side. So we do. We see that occasionally. (laughs) Just occasionally. On occasion. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Well, let's hear from Mara, who has limited time for her workouts. Hi, friends of Another Mother Runner. This is Mara calling from Pittsburgh. And my question is, I am a newish mom. My little guy will be one in a couple of weeks. Still not sleeping through the night, so I am only able to exercise for about 30 to 40 minutes four times a week and wondered how you might split strength and cardio if you only had that window of time. Um, I have a Peloton that I have access to, and I do get to go on a, a few runs occasionally, so I'm hoping you can offer some insight on strength versus cardio when you have a limited window of time. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, Mara, congrats on your baby's first birthday to him and you, Mama. That's very exciting. I know. I just can't even imagine like going back there. I know we did it, but I just can't remember how. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a forest we got through and it's like, wow, how do we make it out alive? You look, you turn around and you're like, wait a second, where did I even start? I mean, I see, I see moms at the airports now and I was like, wow, I know, again, I like, I know I did it and I did it, you know, fairly successfully. I mean, they're alive today. So that's, that's, you know, but it's just, yeah. Good yep. for you, Mara. And yep. I love that you're very practical about what you can do and respecting the fact that you need to sleep mm-hmm. and make sure that, you know, not adding stress upon stress. Yes, 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 yes. So, and, and I'm impressed, Mara, that, that you're approaching your training with such intention. Like, I love running so much that, you know, when I had young kids or a baby, I just ran. It was not a balanced approach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when time and sleep, Dimity, as you mentioned, are limited, sometimes the best workout option is the one you'll actually do mm-hmm. the one that's most appealing for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so because you know you don't want to dither away half of your workout time being like ah, should i shouldn't i shouldn't i so dim coach dimity in, in 
my mind, you're the queen of dividing your training wisely between cardio and strength training, whether it's in programs you write for many happy miles or in your personal approach to fitness. So lay some of your wisdom on us. Wow. Well, that's a big buildup. <laughs> I'm supposed to have this like golden egg of an answer, you know? Yes, please. Yes, please. I mean, four times a week. So that's not, I mean, that's not an insignificant amount. So I would say if you have 30 to 40 minutes and you enjoy cardio and strength equally, I would do one of one session completely devoted to strength. So 30 to 40 minutes completely devoted to strength. One session mm-hmm. completely devoted to cardio. So whether you want to go for a run mm-hmm. or be on your Peloton. And then I would split up the other two. And you can, I mean, the thing that when, when time gets short like that, like, the issue is, is like even the transition, you know, like finding the video, <laughs> queuing up the video. So that's why I, you know, I would say two days split it up and you could do a 20 minute run and then come home and do strength for 20 minutes or 20 minutes on your Peloton and, you know, or like 35, 15, whatever, or 25, 15, I'm sorry. But yeah, I, w- I would do two split days and one one dedicated day for each of them and see where that leaves you. I mean, you're going to get stronger no matter what. Again, we talk about it endlessly here, but keeping a a base of strength, I mean, that's three days of strength training a week, and that's significant. That's a lot more than a lot of people do. So Sure is. I'd say that's pretty good. Yep. Yep. Okay. All righty. Well, that was an excellent prescription. Thank you, Coach Timothy. All right. We'll be back with more questions and answers (laughs) after after this brief break to hear from our sponsors. Stay with us. All right, Jama wonders about doing a 5K the day before a longer race. Hi, Serendipity. This is Jama in Atlanta with a question about 5K races that are held the day before longer races. So my question is, is it a good idea to run them? And if so, how should you approach those races if you're running the longer race the next day? And is there anything that you need to do differently in your training if you decide to run that 5K? Or have you already banked those miles in with your training already? Thanks so much. Great question, Jama. I I don't know. It seems to me that there's more and more races that are turning their, you know, their what formerly was a one-day race into this like weekend-long extravaganza in order to entice folks to do a shorter race or two the day before the main event. Like I think of the Looney Challenge at the Twin Cities Marathon that we love so well. And and I'm sure you know a lot more races that do it, Dimity. Yeah. I mean, the one that got me was um, the one that they have at the Flying Pig. There's a like a three and a four-way challenge. And I think that kind of refers to how they like to eat chili dogs. Oh, I, I like hesitate saying that because people that are in Cincinnati will be like, no, it's not chili dogs. It might be French fries. I can't remember. But then you add with cheese on top. And that, that means that you go do the mile race the night before, like one that they have on a Friday night. I mean, it's just, it's fun though. It's very fun. And people, you know, get in the spirit of things. The Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Marathon has one, the Eugene Marathon, San Francisco Marathon. And, you know, you get at the end, you get this whole like, quiver of of medals which is awesome mm. and um i think i'm i'm uh you know um foreshadowing your quiver joke sarah here <laughs> <laughs> yes i was impressed i've been uh very focused on quivers lately uh, my son john and i have rewatched the entire hunger games quartet of movies on netflix before they leave netflix at the end of march <laughs> and, um, so i was like okay i i've seen this movie and i don't really need to see it again but it means i get to spend time with my son so i'm gonna s- sit through it it's all good 
Nice, um, nice. So, Jema, back to yeah, yeah, Jema, back to your question. You know, it really depends on what your goal is at the longer race, as to whether or not you do a five k or ten k the day before, and then also how experienced of a runner you are. You know, um, Jema, if this is your first marathon, or let's say it was your first half marathon, depending on what the longer distance is, you know. Uh, depending on what your attitude is in a race, I might skip it because if you, if you kind of get all excited and, and nervous and, and maybe put too much energy into the 5k, then that's going to drain your energy supply for the following day. But, you know, a more experienced runner, you know, even just with a few longer races under their belt will typically run three miles the day before a half or a full marathon has a shakeout run to kind of increase that blood flow in your legs and get the taper jitters out and just kind of be like, Oh, yeah, I remember how to do this running thing. I'll be good tomorrow in the longer race. So you know, there there is value to it. But the key is to not race that 5k. For sure, for sure. So yeah, you, I love that's perfect advice, Sarah, is, is going and having a very relaxed attitude towards the 5K, understand that you're probably going to have like a 10K or half marathon marathon the next day. So um, that's going to mm-hmm. be your key race, the one that you train for. So the only bit of advice I would add here is if you want to know how to, if there's anything you need to do differently in your training, I would say probably not. I mean, I would follow the training plan as written. The only thing is if you um, get nervous about maybe covering the distance, if this is maybe your first half marathon and you want to run the 5K2, is I would put a, a, a three-mile run before your long run. So if, say, you do your long runs on Saturdays, um, I would put a three-mile easy run on that Friday, you know, at least two or three, maybe four times before race day so that you feel like, okay, yeah, I got this, you know, and again, go in, go into that 5k, that, that Friday three miler with nothing, but I just want to cover three miles. Your splits may be, you know, two minutes slower than what you normally have. You can run, walk, you can, you know, take the dog, whatever. Although that would make your splits faster <laughs> most of the time, um, at least when you're running with my dogs. So yeah, so that's that's the only thing I would do differently. But yeah, go enjoy it. And then just the only thing after, like, make sure to really like drink, eat, you know, put your feet up. Don't spend too much time at the expo if you haven't gone yet. Just kind of give yourself some recovery, some extra recovery so that you're ready to go for race day. Excellent advice to tack on that uh, kind of race simulation by doing that easier three mile or the before long run. Good advice, Coach Jiminy. Okay, so this is Erica who wants to know how long is too long to keep workout wear? Hi, Sarah and Jiminy. This is Erica from Wisconsin. I'm calling about a question regarding gear. How long should you be keeping gear? I'm thinking specifically sports bras and running shorts, pants, capris. I've had some of mine for probably over a decade and just wondering if it's time to get some new items or just keep washing and wearing. Thanks for a great show. I appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> um, if you can smell it in the other room, Erica, that's that's your answer. <laughs> You smell it after you've washed. No, no, not that. It's it's if you can, if you can smell it after you've washed it after it's been through the washing machine and it still kind of has that <laughs> odor. You're like mm, maybe it's time. <laughs> Kidding. All right, let's yeah, hear from yeah. Erica. All right, so I love this question. It's practical and it touches on some issues like sustainability. And Dim, it's something you and I know a heap ton about since you and I wrote gear for decades for various magazines like Runner's World Shape, Self, and and so on. So we've talked to loads of experts over the years about gear. Oh, for sure. Like I used to do the 
uh, sports bar review at Runner's World. I mean, this is, you know, I don't know how many years ago. And um, I mean, my basement was like, it was like a sports bra store. And even now my friends are like, oh, I'm so sad you don't do that anymore. You know, especially my like larger <laughs> chested friends, because they could, because those are not cheap items, right? When they have yeah. like, you mm-hmm. know, you're spending 60, 70, even $100 sometimes on a sports bra. Mm-hmm. So speaking of sports bra, I mean, definitely that's one thing that does have seem to have a timeline. A lot of experts have told us or we've heard, you know, that sports bra shouldn't celebrate a birthday, which, mm-hmm. you know, I won't lie. Many of mine have celebrated a birthday. Actually, I have some old Wazelle ones that I, I love that I just, mm-hmm. I mean, that they are from the sports bra review. And that was probably what, I mean, Sarah, what what would that have been? Uh, it like was 2010 maybe? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it was 12. at least a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so they've celebrated a couple birthdays. Actually, they're older than most of my my dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, Tim. Like, I mean, why do you think that is that, that sports bras are in this standalone category of don't own them and use them for more than a year? Well, I think it's mostly, I mean, obviously, if you think about it, the fibers are going to be stretched as they totally support and hopefully, like, don't allow your breast tissue to, you know, sag any more than Mother Nature has her do <laughs> naturally. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, that that just breaks down over washing and wearing, right? And so mm-hmm. you've got to um, make sure, especially if you are somebody that needs a lot of support, you know, you want to make sure that just things are, you know, high and tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a good man's haircut, high and tight. Yeah, um. yeah exactly. <laughs> But running bottoms are another thing because they don't have to support. I mean, I guess unless we we want to think about our our booties being you know held in support while we run, we want them high and tight as well, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Um, so, and also the the fact that the wash and wear, you know, it's not as critical that that we're not breaking down those fibers as much. But I mean. Personally, I have capris that I've worn until they've literally sprung a hole in the crotch on a run, which I <laughs> oh, which geez. I don't recommend. I was like, wow, that is some really unusual, acute chafing that I'm feeling down there. And I'm wearing capris. Like, how is that possible? It's definitely like a this does not compute moment. And I looked at I'm like, oh, because I sprung a hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thought maybe you felt a little AC where you normally don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I mean, I have track style running shorts that are probably easily a decade old. So, you know, they can, as long as they still, you know, look kind of vibrant and, and don't have holes, I'm, I'm still wearing them. Okay. Well, and I'm sure people are like, uh-huh, where'd you get those at the at the vintage store? <laughs> I definitely have a couple pairs of those. I have a pair of shorts from our Nike Women's Marathon, Sarah, in 2007. Oh, wow. My Zoot Sports, I didn't wear them in the marathon, mm-hmm. but I trained in them and they're like a mint green and I just, I love them. I love yeah. them. I don't know. They probably don't look very good on me anymore. <laughs> Haven't tried them on in a very long time, but I have a hard time throwing them away. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. It gets a little sentimental at times, right? Oh, precisely. Oh my gosh. Like I remember um, when we went on our first book tour, I had the great fortune to go to Vancouver, British Columbia. And because we were still writing for magazines back then and, you know, deemed early influencers in the running world, got to meet up with the Lululemon PR person who basically let me have the run of the store, no pun intended, on picking out pieces that then I wore at subsequent book events. Because, you know, as you recall, Dimity, we used to, you know, 
go on runs and then do a reading. So I was like, okay, yeah. let's get her outfitted in Lululemon. Oh my gosh, it was so tough to recycle or whatever some of those things because I'm like, oh, but they were free and they're so cute and I can't ever afford them. So <laughs> Again, well, that's a little bit, I mean, about sustainability. I will say that it's nice to have, I mean, I, I actually have a green long sleeve from that book tour that I wear still. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like definitely, you know, a couple times a month for sure. Mm-hmm. It may be time to pitch that. I don't know. It's good. It's got a couple snags in it. I won't lie at this point. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously, if the butt becomes see-through on a pair of leggings or capris, the seams are coming, starting to come apart. Um, the elastic waistband, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's even – I probably won't wear my zoot shorts ever again because I think the elastic waistband has just died over time. Disintegrated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We definitely recommend using detergent like SweatX that gets the stain, the smell and the stains out. But mm-hmm. over time, I mean, I don't know if there's anything, that, you know, again, like 12, 13 years old, it might be just time to say, okay, you had a nice, a nice run of it. Let's, let's see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but Dim, on the flip side of that, then what prompts you to buy a new piece of running gear? For me, it's definitely when I covet something that a friend of mine is wearing mm-hmm. or like a super practical piece that a friend's raving about. Like um, my buddy Sheila, who I trained for the 2010 Portland Marathon with, and now she's a good pickleball buddy of mine. And um, a couple of years ago, she and I went on a trail run. She was wearing the most awesome craft brand running vest. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So I bought one mm-hmm. and it's now one of my favorite pieces of running gear. So is it something when something catches your eye in a store or catalog or what What prompts you? Yeah, I, I all of the above, right? I love seeing new gear. I like it when it's cute. I mean, the biggest thing for me now, and um, it's taken a while for me to get to this. I'm only 50 years old, so I've got, you know... The, the second half of my life to lean into it, but I want stuff to fit me. Like I truly want it to fit me. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've worn leggings for so long that like hang down in the crotch or are, are like make me look like I'm wearing floods, you know? And I'm just like, no, there's, we've come to this time in, um, you know, with the internet and everything being so customizable that like there are a lot of leggings that come in long now, you know? And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. what I'm going to buy for myself now. I'm not. I'm not going to wear, you know, regular human sized women's leggings anymore because I've worn the the long ones and they fit me so well and they feel so good. You know, it's just so nice to have a piece Mm -hmm. of clothing that you're like, yeah, I'm not compromising at Mm -hmm. all. So Mm -hmm. that's so that's my little um, spiel. So I've been definitely like getting rid of stuff that I'm just like, yes, it's cute. Yes. You know, I got compliments on it, but I'm constantly like, you know, either like pulling down the sleeves or pushing up the sleeves because they're not long enough or, you know, like (laughs) just yanking on the waistband to like have them stay up for another five more steps, you know, and then I'm doing it again. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's where I'm going to spend my money these days. Yeah. 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 Never forget when a colleague of mine who is also tall, but I'm not sure why she honed in on me. She said, Sarah, it's just so cute how you can wear your pants too short. I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't think I should say thank you to that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Ben the other day was leaving to go to his voice lesson. I, you know, I like glanced around the corner of the kitchen and I was like, bye, have a good lesson. And I looked at him. I was like, OMG, his <laughs> 
pants were so short. I mean, so short. I mean, he's he is you know who just got measured at six eight, which I don't know if that's quite true or not, but he's definitely up there. And I was like, Ben, wow. we need to get you some new pants. Like, I mean, and 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 these these were like Gap longs, but now like we need to like go to like beyond Gap longs. <laughs> he's like, I know, Mom. I keep telling you, I need new pants, and I'm like, all right, well then we need to sit down and order them. Like he tells me that, and then he goes zipping off somewhere, and I'm like, I'm I know better than to order mm-hmm. teenager clothes without their approval. Yes. Like I have learned that lesson many <laughs> times the hard way. So, anyway. oh, so true, so true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, um, we hope that answered your question, Erica, on how long is too long to keep workout wear. (laughs) All right. Well, we would love more questions, please. And you can leave your message anytime, day or night, whenever the question pops into your head at 470-BADASS-1, which translates to 470-223-2771. Please leave your first name and where you're calling from, as well as keeping your message to a minute or less. And that number is in our show notes, so you do not need to memorize it. Our podcast was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with some answers. And what else, Sarah? I don't know, chili with cheese? Mm. <laughs> Capris that need to be thrown so. out? I, think I so, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're contemplating a half marathon this fall, I'm just going to put this out there. Definitely consider the Heart and Soul Half Marathon Level 1 program. It's our most reviewed and popular half marathon plan. Laura, who just finished her race, here's what she had to say about it. She said, I learned a lot of good habits, including to warm up, and my form really improved thanks to runs that concentrated solely on different elements of form. I feel extremely fit coming off the 20-week training cycle, and I'm excited to continue building my cardiovascular base. I have been recommending this training program to anybody who will listen. And you're listening, so if you've got a half marathon on your mind, head down to the show notes and check out the link in our training programs. 